you need to prioritize your wellness. And I think that's what's going to, in most cases, help you be more creative. Hello, creative souls. I'm Maria Ramsey. And I'm Anna Bartard. And I see what you did there with creative souls, Maria. You know, we need some sock puns here on Never Wear Boring Socks. Of course we do. And speaking of socks, what socks are you wearing today, Maria? I'm wearing a pair of watermelon-colored striped socks. That I'm pretty sure I've worn on the podcast before, and I think I wore them kind of for the same reason last time. Perhaps that's boring. Perhaps it's not. I don't really care. I'm wearing them because it's summer, and I'm eating a lot of watermelon, and I'm trying to make the most of summer while it's here and not get too absorbed in all of my projects and work and life analysis and all the other things that I'm (laughs) doing this summer. Well, I also. What are you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I like that you picked the same socks for the same reason, because some things never change, you know? You always want watermelon in the summer. That's true. You know, it's a good, like, some things always change, but some things never change. It's a good reminder. That's true. And I also got these socks. You remember that time when we made, like, little sock dolls? Yes. As a craft project when we were little? Yes. I bought these socks... For that craft project. I guess this was an extra pair of socks. So it's like a fun, creative cousin connection. There you go. As well. That's a new piece of information about the socks. Exactly. Yeah. What about you, Anna? What socks are you wearing? I am wearing a pair of... Uh, I, got, I got a set of Harry Potter socks at Target a month ago or so because they were on sale. And I was like, I don't have any Harry Potter socks. I should get some. So, <laughs> so <laughs> these socks are, they're black, but they have little gray footprints on them and they say mischief managed, like the Marauders That's adorable. Yeah. So the reason why I chose these socks is because I've been enjoying summer a lot, but I've had a pretty like relaxed summer and I need, I need some more mischief in my life. Mm. Something Do you have a plan for how to get some more mischief in your life? Nothing illegal, but... Okay. Thanks um, for clarifying. Yeah. Um, That's a good question. I'm going to go up to my cabin soon. Hopefully I can get into some adventures up there with my sister. My sister's home now. She's been gone for most of the summer, so that will probably lead to some mischief. Sounds good. Yeah. So, in addition to socks, as you may recall if you've listened before, this podcast is about the intersection between creativity and wellness. So, how we can be creative with our wellness, how we can stay well while we're creating. And we decided to really delve deeper into these particular topics in Season 2. And if you want to hear more about why and how we're shifting our focus going forward, you can go back and listen to Episode 35, which was our first episode of the second season. 
And it's our interview with Dr. Nancy Van Sloan. We talked about it more there. Yeah, and speaking of focusing on creativity and wellness, um, this week's episode is all about how taking care of our health and well-being can promote creativity. So what comes up for you, Anna, when you think about how our health and well-being can promote creativity? How are those related for you? Well, I, I feel that... This is, I guess, the first thing that comes up for me. Um, it's hard because cre- I feel like the conversation of creativity and wellness are very interconnected. And I think what comes more naturally to me when thinking about this is how creativity promotes wellness for me, which we're going to talk about later in the season. But when talking about how being well promotes creativity, I guess... One of the things is that I can create better when I'm, I feel like other things in my life are kind of taken care of, um, especially my like mental and emotional well-being, because if I've got other things up in my brain and no space left for creativity and imagination, it's just really hard to create and be creative. And so I think taking care of your emotional well-being is really important in order to kind of sort out what's going on in your brain, things like that. Also, I think it's easier to create when you just feel better and you feel good. And we talked last week about how at the end of the day, wellness is about feeling good in your body and in your mind. And when that's when that's good to go, it's a really good jumping off point for creativity. If you aren't feeling well, then it's difficult to make other things in your life kind of line up in the way you want them to. And I don't think that's just for creativity. That's what we're really kind of zoning in on. But I mean, wellness is really the basis for just any sort of performance that you want to be achieving. And so I think it really comes down to feeling good enough to create things. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think if you're not feeling well, it's really a distraction to your creativity. Yeah. Or anything that you're trying to work on. So having kind of a baseline of feeling pretty good makes it a lot easier to focus on your creative work. And I also think that creativity really thrives in a state of flow and openness and I think like when you're feeling not well it's really hard to feel like you're in a state of flow and openness you feel like more at least I do feel more rigid and frustrated and blocked and it's really hard to think about other things again because it's just distracting Yeah. Well, I have an example of that just from this past week. I've been working on writing a novel this summer and I was going to go and write. um, But I woke up and I didn't feel very well because I didn't get enough sleep. And then for some reason, I decided to have caffeine that day and I hadn't drank caffeine in like a really long time. So that wasn't smart. And so then I just like didn't feel very well. And then I was trying to write and I ended up just falling asleep. Because I just wasn't <laughs> in the right place 
to create. I mean, I just felt exhausted and tired and I didn't feel good. And to be, I, I had no focus left for the story that I was trying to write. I mean, and so you just have to be taking care of yourself in order to clear your mind in a way that helps you create. Yeah. Well, this is also, that's a very dramatic example. <laughs> yes. So thank you is. for that. <laughs> This is also making me think of the idea of having sort of like baseline needs that need to be covered before we get to our other things in life that maybe are not quite as physically necessary as like food and water and health. Yeah. Like creativity and making art and beauty and that sort of thing, which I think is an interesting thing to think about because I think those are also really important and I think they are needs in a way. Um, but, but definitely it's a different kind of need. It's a, cause creativity and creating art, I think enriches our lives in a way. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? Yes. Well, I mean, that's kind of, it's hard to talk just about how wellness promotes creativity because it's such an an interchangeable back and forth relationship. Totally. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, like we're already spilling into this idea of how not only does wellness promote creativity, but creativity promotes wellness, essentially. Right. Because it is fulfilling a need and contributing to your mental and emotional and physical even well-being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just am coming back to what we talked about with my mom last week. Um, the idea that your health is also about finding a purpose in your life and finding something to live for. Mm-hmm. And that's totally where creativity can come in, at least for people like us. I mean, it doesn't have Definitely. to be that for everyone, but adding creativity to your life can change things up and provide a platform from which you really can find purpose. Yeah. I agree. The other thing that this is making me think of is the whole, like, tortured artist, starving artist archetypes, which are so ingrained in us. And obviously, a lot of people do create really amazing work when they are not, quote unquote, well, like when they're struggling with really serious health issues, mental health or physical health. And I'm wondering... Like, how how do you think that fits into this picture? I'm really glad you asked that because I it's something that I thought about before. And I think a lot of I think it is you pointed out that it's something that's really ingrained in our brains. And I think it can be problematic because some I think it glorifies mental illness and sometimes people think that in order to be an artist, you need to be this, like, tortured individual, which, and I think, I think what it comes down to is that it's a very individual thing. So for some people, maybe their mental illness does help them create, or whatever they're going through, going through certain adversities having to do with their wellness helps them create. And hopefully they're not encouraging their various illnesses in order to create because ultimately you do need to take care of yourself but maybe it it helps them in a certain way which is great um 
if you have to deal with it anyway. If it helps you create, then that's wonderful. But for some people, that's just not the case. Um, and so I think it's a really individualized thing. I um, I was at a convention a couple years ago, and John Green was speaking at it, and he gave a talk about how he had really been struggling to try to get a new novel out after he had written The Fault in Our Stars, which was really successful. And he was having a hard time, like, getting inspiration and getting ideas. And he has OCD. And so he decided to go off his meds and see if that would help him create because of kind of this Hmm. starving artist archetype thing. Or not starving artist, but the tortured art, uh, artist sort of idea. Like, you, some people create better when they are suffering from mental illnesses. So he went off his meds, and he just had a really, really rough period um, as a result of going off his meds. And he said it was just a total mistake, and he shouldn't have gone off his meds. And the reason why he did was because of this misconception that all artists mm-hmm. have to have, like this tortured past or whatever. And for him, that just wasn't the case. And for him, he was, he said, I have to take care of myself in order to create. And I thought, I thought that was a really good message to send, especially to young people who are trying to figure that out and who are suffering from mental illness. And I, again, it's just, I think it's a very individual thing. Again, like if, if your mental illness is something that you're able to cope with and that somehow facilitates creating for you in some way then that's good as long as you're trying to take care of yourself in the process but if if that if you're trying to go off your meds in order to create or whatever or things like that and it's not working for you and i mean your your health is what's most important like you need to take Mm -hmm. care of yourself i think sometimes it 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 i think part of it comes from the idea that our art is like of paramount importance and we need to do it for some higher reason which i think is sometimes the case like we feel the need to do this because it's like our purpose but like you need to take care of yourself whatever that may be and that's like the bottom line you need to take care of your your health and well-being and so yeah i i think it's a really complicated topic because it is very individual but i think ultimately it's you need to prioritize your wellness. And I think that's what's going to, in most cases, help you be more creative. Yeah. That was a bit of a ramble, but. (laughs) No, it's a good ramble though. (laughs) I, I think you're right. I think it is individual depends on the person. Yeah. And I think in a lot of cases going through some kind of adversity does provide. One, it provides material. Yeah. So sometimes motivation to like create something out of your pain which I think can be helpful and I think like going back to the idea before of how creativity can also promote wellness it can actually be a really useful tool for healing right and for making yourself feel better I think maybe the issue comes in when you are relying on that pain to be the catalyst for your creativity and like encouraging it to continue. So, because you feel like you need it to yes. create your art. Thank you for articulating that. That's kind of what I was trying to say, but uh, yeah, I didn't do it I very thought. well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it yeah. is a complicated topic. Yeah. And I think 
I think, yeah, I think it's it's hard because I th- I think this misconception can lead to some people forsaking their wellness for their art, which I don't think helps your art either. I, I yeah. think I, again, I think if if you focus on your wellness, is it it's going to reward your creativity. Yeah, and I think it really is a back and forth. Like it's not like you need to only focus on your health for a while before you can create or only focus on your creativity before you can be healthy but i think it's you need to spend some time focusing on your physical mental health and some time doing your creative work that's gonna like we said to give you that sense of purpose and maybe help you heal through some of these things but then also at the same time take care of your body and your mind in other ways. Yeah, exactly. Then the other thing that I think about when I think about why self-care and wellness are useful in terms of creativity is I think in terms of sharing your creative work, which we've talked about this before. We had a whole episode on sharing creative work, and it's not something that necessarily everybody has to do, but for the two of us anyway who do want to share our creative work and for a lot of other people as well who are in that position i think it's easier to share your work if you're feeling good mentally and emotionally because it's really hard to put yourself out there if you're struggling with something and you just don't feel good yeah i totally agree well (laughs) i've heard a lot of authors say like on their release days for their books even if they after they've written like many books before no bat and even if they're in a really good place of wellness like they'll just spend like the whole day crying or like freaking out because it's just like a stressful yeah it's just stressful to put it out yeah and i can't even imagine how difficult that would be when you're not feeling well um Mm -hmm. and and yeah i think it takes a lot of mental energy to be able to to reconcile with the fact that some people aren't going to like your work and right. you have to be in a place where you're confident in what you've created and also willing to take feedback and you have to be in a strong place of well-being in order to do that yeah i agree so what are some Things. Is there anything in particular that helps you feel well, that helps you create? Um, one thing that I... So this summer, I've really been devoting a lot of time to writing, which I haven't done in a long time. And so it's been very much a learning curve of trying to figure out what does work for me in kind of maximizing or optimizing my creativity, I guess. And... One of the biggest things actually has been finding a routine. Um, Mm. And this can be different for some people. Some people don't like routines when they're creating. They can, they have to go to different places every day. They take inspiration from wherever they can sit down and create with a spare 20 minutes in their day. I don't necessarily work in that much of a fluid routine. I need to kind of figure out more what works for me because otherwise I spend too much time making decisions. Again, decision fatigue. Relatable. We've talked about this. <laughs> um, and so I need to kind of figure out what I'm going to be doing. And so part of it is just I've been figuring out that, like, at first 
I couldn't write when I was at home because I would get too distracted. But then as the summer went on, I found out that writing in my bed in the morning was working really well for me. And so just kind of knowing some things that worked for me, I think part of it is just like knowing yourself and taking the time, putting in the time to know yourself and allowing yourself the time to figure it out. Because at first I was like, I just need to figure this out. Why can't I come in, like fall into a routine? And it's just, it just takes time. You just have to experiment. But I, I think that's a self-care thing, finding mm-hmm. a routine that works for you. I think it is, too. And also giving yourself the excuse to stray from that routine when you need to. I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is being kind to yourself. We can really get wrapped up in, oh, I didn't create as much as I wanted to today. I mean, when I'm writing, I have a daily word count goal, and if I don't meet it, that can be difficult for me. But it's like the different things come up, and... If you couldn't write that much that day, then it's okay. A lot of it is taking breaks if you need to and and making time for yourself. Those are the things that come to mind right now for me. What Mm -hmm. about you? Well, I I have kind of a list of things that I feel like help me with creativity. So I totally agree with you. Having a routine, I think, is helpful. Um, Both in terms of... Like, this is the time of day and the place that I create best, and I know that, so I'm going to make that time for myself. And then also in terms of doing other things on a regular basis that you know are going to make you feel good and right. more more ready to do your creative work. Right, that's another thing. You need to find balance, because otherwise you're going to just get exhausted if you're creating all the time. Yeah, yeah. And then I think in that case, you are probably neglecting some aspects of your health if you're only creating, because while that is one aspect of your health, that's not that's not all that's involved. It's a bigger picture. Yeah. More holistic picture. Yes. Yeah. No, a big thing for me this summer has been balancing time writing with time like with people (laughs) writing a very lonely activity and it's as as much as you're you're with these characters all the time so part of me is like oh i'm i'm doing this and i'm interacting with my characters and i feel so like energized by doing that but i'm like you need to like go see your friends and like be a real person (laughs) because right otherwise i just get cooped up so you need to have a balance yeah and it's hard sometimes to make yourself stop creating and do the th- yeah, those other things. I have gotten that super to be true. into it. Mm-hmm. Like I, so I have an example. Also, I was drawing last week and was like hunched over a little bit because I really don't have a good drawing setup. That's a project I need to embark on. I need to find a better situation, alignment wise, for drawing a better desk situation. Mm-hmm. But I was like kind of hunched over my drawing and I was so into it that I didn't want to stop, even though I could feel my neck starting to like kind of seize up. But I was like, I just want to finish this drawing like I'm really enjoying it and I really don't want to stop. And then, of course, by the time I did stop, my neck was in so much pain and then my shoulder started hurting and I like couldn't do work that I'd normally do. And I had to go to acupuncture and like, get lots of back rubs and take a bath. And <laughs> it was a mess. Maybe not worth finishing <laughs> the drawing. <laughs> well, I should have just gotten up and stretched in the exact- middle. Exactly. I mean, well, that that's be- the thing, though. Yeah. I mean, it's just about taking care of yourself and listening yeah. to your body and your mind. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I think as motivated creative people, it's difficult sometimes. Easier said than done. That's the point I want to make. Yeah. Because we're really passionate about the projects that we're working on. But sometimes you do need to get up, see your friends, take a stretch break, drink some water, pee, whatever you need to do. Yeah. So. No, I I mean, yeah, we're always so focused on like following this the stream of inspiration or if we're uninspired we think we just need to like put our butt in the chair and do it but like mm-hmm. sometimes that's not the best way to make right. it work like go get some food go see people take a nap and then you'll be more ready when you come back yeah yeah and one thing for me that is an important break in creative projects like you're talking about is physical activity mm-hmm. I often find that when I'm stuck, I need to get up and move my body, and that really helps a lot. And I'm pretty sure people have studied this, and it's, like, good to get your blood flowing to your brain or whatever. I don't really know the science behind it, but I know that it definitely helps me if I'm feeling stuck to get up and move. Right. Yeah, for sure. And then it also prevents creativity-related injuries. (laughs) Which learned from Maria. Is important. PSA. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do you have any other kind of techniques or practices that you like? I do. So another one on my list is journaling, which we've talked have about. Have we talked in, about journaling like before? most episodes? I think <laughs> maybe once or twice. And I, the reasons I think journaling is helpful, one. As Katie Dalebout says, who's been a past guest, it kind of skims off the pond scum of your brain because you can kind of just like spill out whatever is distracting you. Like we talked earlier about distractions being an issue. If you can get those distractions out and be like, okay, I wrote it down. It's out of my brain. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Then it's a lot easier to focus on other things, the things that you actually want to create. And then the other thing is, Sometimes there's some good stuff in whatever you journaled. Sometimes it's like the stuff you'd never want to look at again. But sometimes there's an interesting tidbit in there that you're like, oh, I could turn that. I could write something about that. Or maybe I could turn that into a drawing. Or sometimes I'll journal in poetry. Weirdly, it just comes out in the form of poetry, which can be the beginning of a project. Right. Yeah. I've seen some people say that. Well, yeah, related to both those things that you just said. One, I think creativity, as much as it's about doing things and either drawing or writing or crafting and like do like creating products, part of it is just coming up with ideas, mm-hmm. which doesn't really look like it has any results. But that's some of like some of the most productive time I've spent this summer working on my story is just thinking, even though it feels super unproductive. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sometimes. doing anything. I'm just sitting here. Um, but like journaling is a good way to feel like you're doing something. And it's a yeah. good way to generate ideas. You can do word association. You can do bulleted lists, things like that. So journaling is a really good way to just come up with ideas because that's half the battle. Um, but yeah, another thing going on the 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 idea of journaling's good with filtering through distractions. I've I've kind of I've seen some people suggest doing a brain dump in journals. Yeah. I've seen people yeah. do it like before bed, but sometimes. if you wanted to do it before you create just like writing down everything that's in your brain, I can imagine that would be really helpful if you're feeling kind of jumbled 
that will kind of streamline a thinking process. Yeah, definitely. And then another thing, which I believe we've also talked about once or twice, is meditation. And I think that works in kind of a similar way in that you're not focusing on your distractions so much. And you're, I think, getting quiet with yourself really allows you to hear the creative ideas and let them come through. And I think that's what journaling does, too. If you can, like, kind of dump the distracting brain gunk and then see kind of what's percolating underneath, just like in meditation. Yeah. And meditation, just like journaling... Again, I think it's one of those things that you can really use in any way you want, and it also is a way to feel like you're doing something, even though you're more just kind of clearing out your mind, which otherwise would feel like you're not doing anything if you're just sitting around and trying to do it. But having something guide you can be really helpful, mm-hmm. and I think... A lot of meditations that I've done, the goal is to kind of just make your mind be quiet and clear your mind. But I think you can also use it in a way, rather than completely quieting your mind, deciding that this is the time I'm going to take to only think about my creative projects or just try to think of ideas rather than thinking about all the other stuff going on in my life. I think it just makes almost a sacred space for you in mm-hmm. your brain to 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 say, this is what I'm going to think about right now, or this is what I'm choosing to kind of fill my brain with, I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it's a very intentional way of yeah. using your time and your brain and energy. And I think even just, like, sitting down with the intention of not even thinking about your creative project, but just, like, sitting down with the att- intention of having some kind of clarity after you're done Mm -hmm. with your meditation for sure sometimes that can even be helpful and in terms of meditation i know we've mentioned this before but oprah and deepak chopra are doing another one of their free 21 day meditation challenges which i like i like oprah and i like deepak so i enjoy listening to their voices before i meditate that's good to know i never know when those are going on so yeah i'm on their email list so i get all the updates about it but you can download the app it's really yeah no i do have the app downloaded yeah yeah i like theirs because they use mantras which helps you focus a little more that helps me too Mm -hmm. because sometimes like you can use your breath as a sort of a mantra too, like a thing to focus on but sometimes i get annoyed by my breath (laughs) maybe that's like (laughs) weird but (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes it you know sometimes my breath is distracting because i'll be like is this how i normally breathe am i breathing too slow am i breathing too fast is it is there something in my chest like like, i don't feel like i'm breathing as deeply as normal right they're like breathe normally you're like it's like what is how do you do it i remember (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah or like have you ever tried to measure your pace walking and you're like i don't know if this is how i normally walk yeah because i can't i'm thinking about it too hard so so sometimes a mantra that is words is helpful (laughs) yeah yeah that's good to know thank you thank you for sharing you're welcome 
One other thing that I was thinking of in terms of wellness practices that promote creativity is food. I love me some food. I do too. <laughs> One, we know that food can nourish our bodies and make us healthy. And two, the act of preparing and eating food can even be a creative action in itself. And I think it's it's useful to kind of have that as a totally different creative project. Unless your creative project that you're working on is writing a cookbook or something, or your food blog, then maybe try something else. <laughs> but if you're, you know, like if you're sitting down working on your novel or your artwork, I think it can be really helpful to get up and create a really beautiful, delicious, nourishing meal for yourself. Because it does make you feel really nourished and cared for. Yeah, I yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up. I I think too because our relationships with food can be difficult, and we can use it as a way to deprive ourselves of things. But if we mm-hmm. view food as something that's nourishing, which is what that's like the definition of food. If you look it's it up in the it dictionary, is. it's like it's nourishment. It's, yes, it's nourishment. <laughs> and so, um, if we view it that way, I love how we can view it that it nourishes our body, but it also nourishes our minds and our souls and our creativity. I think that's such a good way to look at how we eat. And yeah. Another thing, it doesn't. I mean, making a super nourishing, yummy meal that takes a couple hours to make and just kind of clears your mind can be super awesome, but also just like putting your favorite snack in a bowl and eating like nibbling on it while you're working that can be really good too just for like a burst of energy something else to be doing while you're creating like that's another way to nourish you while you're working as well yeah and it's a pleasurable sensation yes which that's kind of my next point after we after we talk about food i have some more to say about that Mm -hmm. but while we're still on food, I really want to share this quote that I saw from Sonia Seiler, who is the founder of Nurture Retreats. She's based in Canada, and she's really awesome. And I happened to be scrolling Instagram as I was taking a break from working on the outline for this episode. And the a post from her popped up on my feed and I just had to share this little quote because I think she she really articulates this well about kind of preparing food for for the purpose of creative work which is part of the focus of these retreats that she does so she said I love feeding people who are working on things It's an opportunity to serve and support the project by intentionally infusing love, color, flavor, and sensuality into a part of the day that normally gets overlooked when the goal is producing something, food. I'm a fan of what happens when mealtimes not only support, but inspire production. The creators are nourished and nurtured, and that spirit gets infused into the work itself. And I just love that so much. Yeah. Well, I love how she articulates that. And I, I like how she she doesn't explicitly say this, but she kind of makes it seem like mealtimes are also a place for community. Um, yeah. Because she's serving people and she's talking with people. And one of, the, one of my most rewarding experiences that I have had in the past year at college is mealtimes with my friends. Mm-hmm. It's something that I look forward to every day. Um, 
and I just get to eat and nourish my body and I get to talk with my friends and at my school no one brings their backpacks into the cafeteria everyone leaves them outside um so no one's working on anything everyone's just eating and talking which is just it's That's just so nice it's wonderful I love it does that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great um and it's a great place to talk about your day and sometimes ideas will come from that and sometimes it just kind of allows yourself to empty out all the gunk that's in your brain from the day mm-hmm. which again is kind of going along the lines of what we were talking about before i think all of these practices are about nurturing yourself and clearing things away so you have more space to focus on what you want to be creating yeah exactly and then i really love also the the part where she's talking about intentionally infusing love color flavor and sensuality which brings me to my next point about surrounding yourself with beauty in various forms, which I find to be a very deeply nourishing practice. And for me, that often looks like going out in nature or taking in other people's artwork or music or, or food, like making myself a really beautiful, pleasurable thing to eat or experience it's i just it's so nurturing and i feel like that really nurtures my creative the creative part of my brain in particular yeah and i want to kind of latch on to the idea of surrounding yourself with other people's art when you're creating Mm -hmm. um because there's somewhat of a debate um among artists especially i've heard this amongst writers of whether or not you should take in other people's art when you're doing your own work um like whether or not it will distract you too much or infuse too much of someone else's voice into your to your Mm -hmm. work while you're writing or while you're drawing or whatever but a writer um i was reading something that she had written recently and she was saying sometimes she said i have to read when i'm writing because it reminds me of why i write because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily about like the specific craft of the work that she's reading and the specific voice or anything like that, but it's about how they can write a story and affect her, and that's what she's trying to do. And so reminding yourself of why you're doing this, taking inspiration from other people, is a good way to take a break, but also still kind of be like stimulating your mind, I guess. Yeah, I like that. And you can even take in, like, if you find it distracting to read other people's books while you're writing a book, like, maybe read something that's a totally different genre. Right. Or take in visual artwork or something Mm -hmm. that inspires you. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. And then kind of along those lines, this one is a little lighter, but putting together outfits like getting ready in the morning in a way that makes you feel really confident and great and can actually exercise your creative muscle at the same time again in a different way than what you're normally doing I think that kind of what we wear and how we present ourselves while it's definitely not the only thing that we should be concerned with I definitely think that it can play a big role in how we feel internally and kind of putting together yourself on the outside can make you feel more inclined to be creative and then can also be a creative outlet, putting together different pieces of your outfit, like socks or other things as well. 
Yeah, I love that because outfits are always such I mean they are they're about creative expression like with debates mm-hmm. amongst like school uniforms or wearing clothes that you want to pick out it's all it, most of it's down to giving one of the big arguments is giving people a choice to express what they're wearing right and that's what we're doing when we're picking out our outfits each day I think so yeah if you take that as an opportunity to be creative that can be a really good way to kind of just like get your mind flowing and do something fun for yourself yeah, and it's another way to kind of nurture yourself with how what you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah. Externally. Which brings me to my last thing, which is spending time with people you love and admire, which is related. We've talked a little bit about that already getting out and socializing as a break from your creative work. And surrounding yourself with other people's work, but just like being with people who inspire you and make you feel a lot of love and gratitude, I think is really beneficial to your wellness and your creativity, both. Yeah, for sure. And I also love being around the people who support me when I'm working on something because Mm -hmm. they want to see me be successful and create things and so now that i've been working on this book people will make comments to me like you could put that idea in your book like when we come up with you know what i mean and so yeah (coughs) excuse me if you're working with not (coughs) i'm gonna talk again (laughs) coughing fit if you're spending time with people who aren't necessarily working on the same thing that you are but want to see you be successful and want to see you really fulfill your creative potential they're gonna give you ideas if they come up with something which is always good too but bottom line it's just wonderful to spend time with other people and that can just be a way to clear your brain Mm -hmm. and i think all of these come down to this idea i mean they all fall under the the category of self-care which again we've kind of talked we talked about this on an episode we have we had a self-care episode talking about how on one hand, self-care is kind of a buzzword, but I don't know if it's been championed en- enough in the past that you have to take care of yourself in order to be a good citizen of the world. And all of mm-hmm. these are about just doing things for you, and that's not a selfish thing. Right. Um, and self-care can look different for everyone. I was scrolling through my Instagram recently, and someone said... um. Like, I'm going to go drink tea and watch my favorite TV show because self-care is important. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, if that's what self-care looks like for you, then go for it. Yeah, I think it's totally individual, like you said. Like, maybe you use some of these tools that we've been talking about. Maybe you use none of them and you do something else instead. You could let us know what you do. I'm curious what other people do also. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's it's figuring out what's going to work for you and 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 getting in touch with your creativity so that you can help it help nourish it yeah so i was thinking it would be nice if we wrapped up this discussion by coming up with one way that we can each nurture our creativity by focusing on our wellness and self-care this week so is there any one thing, Anna, that you would like to plan to do this week, and maybe we can check in next episode mm. that you're going to do for your wellness. I like this idea. In the name of creativity. Yeah. 
The first thing that comes to mind is I want to sleep more. That uh, is an excellent one. We didn't yeah. really talk about sleep too much. Sleep is important. You need to get enough rest to 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 stay well. It's one of the best things you can do to stay well. It promotes creativity, promotes energy. I mean, it's just really good for a lot of things. Um, and I am one of the kinds of people who likes to kind of jam everything I can into my day and slip in as much sleep as I can, mm-hmm. but like <laughs> I'm always trying to do stuff. So, and recently I kind of leave my time to like checking social media at night and then I kind of go down rabbit holes and then I don't yeah. go to bed when I want to. So I want to get a little more sleep this week and try to be in more intentional about what I'm doing before bed so that I can be in a good place when I wake up to be more creative. I like that a lot. I think sleep is really important. What? And it often gets overlooked too when we're thinking about different ways we can improve our health and wellness because we think about all these like fancy gadgets and yeah. practices and foods that we can add in, but it's like are you sleeping enough? Are you drinking enough water? Like these basic things that should be so easy, but are somehow so difficult. <laughs> yeah. No, sleep is honestly one of the most important things you can do, and it doesn't require any effort. <laughs> right. And hardly any equipment. That's so true. <laughs> so, would recommend. <laughs> what about you, Maria? Good tip. <laughs> what about me? That's a good... I asked the question, now I don't have a good answer for you. Um. <laughs> I'm going to pick journaling okay? because so the reason I'm going to pick journaling is because I feel like I do have a lot of gunk in my brain right now. There's a lot of stuff happening in my life that I feel like is kind of distracting me from the creative work I want to be doing and is also, I think, impacting my well-being in not so great of a way. And I think spending some time just putting down my concerns on paper and getting them out of my brain will be really helpful both in terms of just how I'm feeling mentally and emotionally and in feeling less distracted so I can create yeah so I'm gonna try to spend some more time journaling a little bit of journaling every day so let's check in next week and see how we did We are going to be working on that this week, and we want you guys to join in with us. So update us as to what you're doing on social media. You can find us um, on Facebook and Instagram at Never Wear Boring Socks and on Twitter at No Boring Socks. Um, and you can email us at NeverWearBoringSocks at gmail.com. And Maria and I will be updating our commitments this week on our Instagram story. Our, on our Never Wear Boring Socks Instagram account. So make sure to check that out. We'll also be posting our sock pictures there from now on instead of in our regular Instagram feed. So check that out as well. Because sometimes it's useful to have some accountability. Like, I think this will be useful for us to have some accountability that we're going to be posting. And then for you, our lovely creative souls, 
we'll keep you accountable too. So let us know what you're doing. Pick one thing this week. Yeah. So do you have a quote for us today, Anna? I do. I kind I kind of have two quotes. Is that allowed? I guess maybe we can allow it. Okay. Perhaps. <laughs> okay, so th- my first one, I, f- I found one and I was like, oh yeah, this is great. This is very related to what we're doing. So I'm going to share that one. But I found another one that's like kind of related, but I find it really interesting and I just want to like talk about it a little bit. Okay. I think it kind of relates. Okay. All right. My first quote is from D. Hawk, and she says, clean out a corner of your mind and creativity will instantly fill it. Ooh. Which I think is kind of what we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, And I like that idea because I think she makes it seem more of an effortless process than sometimes we think about. I think we're like, we need to come up with ideas and we need to, like, nail them down like mm-hmm. pin the ideas to the floor like we gotta <laughs> I, I always have that mindset i feel like i'm like why won't the ideas yeah. come um but it's like if we really just kind of clean out our minds a little bit again like katie said like skim off the pond scum i think it's our natural instincts for creativity and creative ideas to fill those empty areas that we leave behind i agree so i think kind of trusting ourselves to our our brains and our imagination to do that is a good tool a good tool mhm and then Definitely. the other quote i have i just i don't i don't i find this really interesting okay i'm excited yeah so this quote so much anticipation yeah this quote is from julian f flarin and he says the creative adult is the child who survived mm and the reason why I think it relates to this is I think it has to do with this idea of nourishment and nurturing that we've talked about. Um, and I, I relate to it because my most creative self was when I was younger and when my ideas would just flow and I, there wasn't a lot of self-doubt creeping in. And I, I like this idea of of kind of sustaining your younger inner self as you get older in order to be creative, because I think our, we're our most natural creative selves are when we're younger. But I think the way to do that is to really be intentional about nurturing that childlike self that we have. And I think children need nurture. Right. And I, I, so I think that kind of goes along with this idea of well-being. um, because it's something that we're being intentional about. It's something about our well-being that we want to focus on. And I think it was just, it caught my eye. And I thought it's one way to look at, at well-being and creativity in a new way. If that kind of rings true for you, I guess. Yeah, it definitely does for me also. And I think it's very related to the first quote that you shared also. Because I really feel like that child the creative child is still within all of us, but I think it gets covered up. It's not like it gets lost, but I think we just like cover it up with responsibilities and anxiety and self doubt, like you said, and all the kind of burdens that we tend to pick up and carry for the rest of our lives. So I think it's really about like, what was, who was the first person? D D Hawk. Yes. It's really about like clearing stuff out of the way, which was kind of what we were talking about in terms of some of the self-care practices that we like. It's really getting getting that stuff out of the way so you can access that inner creative child again. 
Oh, which I'm really, I really love. Yeah, I'm really I love how you articulated that. It it brings up the um there's this Buddhist idea that our true selves are our true natures are complete goodness and mm-hmm. it gets distracted and tainted by all the experiences we have but at our center where that that's our true self and i like how you extended it to like our creative selves and that mm-hmm. has to we can view it as like the creative child within us but i i think it's true that again creativity isn't something that we need to like force or somehow conjure up it's like it's always there we just need to create an environment where we're more conducive to it Mm-hmm. yeah i totally agree hey anna i have a question for you all right i'm ready where can people go to find show notes for this episode that's an excellent question they can go to mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash zero three six and Catherine is spelled k-a-t-h-a-r-i-n-e I have another question for you. Okay. What do you think of podcast reviews? Podcast reviews? Oh, they're so wonderful. They're one of my favorite things. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Because they help more people find the podcast. Oh, so if somebody likes the podcast, it would be a nice thing for them to do to help get the word out. Is that right? Absolutely. And you know what else they can do? Hmm... Perhaps they could subscribe on their favorite podcast app. They can most certainly do that. And they would also be sure to catch next week's episode if they subscribe, which is going to be about how we can be creative with our wellness routines. How delightful. (laughs) Also, how delightful that all of you creative souls are out there listening. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts and our socks for being here. And thank you to our music crew, Martha Barnard and Ben Ramsey, also known as the Cheese Beast, and thank you to Ben for being our audio editor. And until next week, never wear boring socks.